0: Soft Skills 101 Life Skills for a Digital Age. This podcast is sponsored by the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network and True North Homeschool Academy, education that takes you in the right direction. We offer live, online, and self paced classes that allow you to outsource classes that you or your kids might struggle in, freeing up valuable time for you and allowing your kids to experience outside accountability, grades, a syllabus class schedule, as well as making friends from around the country and sometimes out of it. At True North Homeschool Academy, we offer live online and self-paced classes, academic advising, special needs advising, and unique live online classes, testing, and more. Now we've just finished up talking about the soft skill of creativity. This month, we're gonna be talking about the soft skill of time and distraction management. This is such an important soft skill to learn, especially in this age of information, where we're literally bombarded with information and distractions all the time. Think about it. Most of us in the past 72 hours have received more change-producing, project-creating, and priority-shifting inputs than our parents did in a month, maybe even in a year. Welcome to the information age. If you think that you're suffering from information overload, You might be right. A new study shows that everyone is bombarded with the equivalent of 174 newspapers of data a day. Now, we're going to jump into the soft skill of time distraction management, hopefully to give you some tools and tips to manage that barrage of information for both you and your kids. In this episode, I'm going to share with you two excellent systems for time management. One is by Stephen Covey, author of Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Franklin, Covey Planners, and more. Covey takes a top-down approach to managing time. In other words, start with the big picture, write the vision, and make it plain. Determine the mission and break down tasks into goals. The second system we'll look at is David Allen's Getting Things Done. The GTD system is a bottoms-up method where you capture every single task, project, and event gather all the information, and then clarify and organize tasks and projects from there. In other words, detail to big picture. Now, stay tuned for podcasts coming up in this section on time and distraction management. We have more information, a great interview with Dr. Melanie Wilson of Psycho with Six, Amy Vickery of True North Homeschool Academy's special needs program is going to be talking about distraction and time management with kids who struggle with special needs issues, and more. So lots more coming up. My senior year of college, I was a student rep for a program called Vision Revision, a celebration of the arts. Our guiding Bible verse was Proverbs 29, 18. Without a vision, the people will perish, but he that keepeth the law happy is he. That's been a guiding verse for me ever since, partly because I'm a big picture thinker. Call me the theme queen. Seriously, hand me a theme and get out of the way. Kids' birthday parties, women's retreats, curriculum across ages, stages, and grades. I am your girl. My husband's stint in the military introduced us to Stephen Covey of Seven Habits fame. His top-down, big picture, let the vision guide you way of approaching life has been definitive in our lives, and both my husband and I embraced the seven habits, his time management and daytimer system, and actually went on to read all of the Covey books. Good times. If you haven't read them yet, I highly encourage you to do so. We still recommend and refer to the great teaching we learned from Covey. And in fact, a few shows ago, my husband referred to The Seven Habits as a great soft skills training book. Covey's focus on Seven Habits starts with a guiding vision, the ability to think and see into the future. This is the big picture that guides and defines us. As Christians, our vision is pretty straightforward, but not always simple to know and understand God and to make him known to a world that is lost and dying. As Christian parents, our vision is to train up our children in the way that they should go, so that when they're old, they will not depart from it. It being the Christian faith. One way to think about vision is to consider it as the overall war. We might lose some battles, but we can still win the war. The vision is the overall big deal. It's the war. Mission is an assignment critical to carrying out that vision. We might actually have several missions that we manage at once. Our job, our marriage, parenting, community service, and ministry. One of the missions I have as a Christian parent is to educate my kids or make sure that they're educated. Because I believe that education is truly the transmission of culture, I am going to look for an educational model that transmits a culture of truth, beauty, and goodness. For our family, that has led to homeschooling our kids for over 28 years. Missions are like the many battles we fight as we go on to win the war. Each battle is important and can contribute to the overall win or loss of the greater battle or vision. Now you might have heard the term mission critical. It's important to do regular assessments of what things are mission critical and what things are not. As a homeschooler, I'm quite choosy about the curriculum that we use but I don't spend hours searching for curriculum. I have a few tried and true curriculum companies that I love and trust. And one of the reasons that I love and trust them is that they focus on what is mission critical. Math curriculums don't have scripture verses on each page. I'm not criticizing those that do, but for me having confounding math with scripture just confuses the issue in my home. I have some kids who don't really love math. And so I pick math programs that focus simply on math, get the task done, the mission is getting completed. Bible and Church History curriculum that we use doesn't tell the student what to think, but instead it asks critical and probing questions at the student so that they can think around the issues for themselves. Now, it's fine to be eclectic and choose from a plethora of options. Focusing on the mission will help your child go further, faster, faster. It will keep them and you from getting bogged down by distractions and allow everyone to finish and finish well. It's the same in our marriages. What things are mission critical to our marriage? Spending time together, communicating clearly and well, nurturing the relationship, taking the word divorce and specific actions off the table. All things are mission critical to a healthy, godly marriage. The same for personal care. Certain things are mission critical for health and well-being. It's important to identify those things and actually nurture them. So vision is the big picture. Mission are the things that guide you towards the vision. And what are goals? These are the specific items that allow the mission to run and the vision to be obtained. Now, because we homeschool, we set goals for each school year. Some of those goals are academic, some physical, some spiritual, and some social. This year, for instance, we added in American Heritage Girls. We have our academics covered, but we needed more social and community service opportunities, and AHG fit the bill. Also, even though it's only November, we've already dropped an extracurricular. It ended up requiring too much work, and it actually detracted from other more mission-critical academic goals my daughter had actually set for herself. So we dropped the extracurricular so that she could focus on this specific academic goal she has before she completes high school. So that's the vision, mission, and goals that Stephen Covey talks about. What are the seven habits? Well, the first habit is to be proactive. Being proactive is the key to unlocking other healthy habits. Now, if you can't be proactive and you're claiming the victim all the time, it's going to be really hard to be On top of your time and on top of your curriculum and homeschooling and and moving forward with your vision and mission, you have to determine to be proactive. The second one is beginning with the end in mind. Everybody who builds a house starts with a plan and it's the same with anything we do. We have to know what it is we're building. Are we building a strong marriage? Are we building educated kids, faithful kids, a business, a home? We need to have a picture in mind what it will look like at the end. Next, put first things first. I think everybody's familiar with the Bible study at this point where you put the rocks into the jar first. If you put the sand in first, there's no room for the rocks. Think of the rocks as the first things. Your kids have to have the mechanics of writing down before you can expect them to write paragraphs. And a lot of times we get really focused on what we think should happen instead of what we're dealing with in front of us. Think win-win. What will bring about a win-win in life? If your kids just don't feel like they can deal with Algebra 1 and they fight you about it every day or they, or they just don't do it, they lose the book, how can you turn that around if it's critical to their vocational or scholarship goals? What can be a win-win for you and them? As a homeschooler, I often feel like I can DIY all the things and you probably do too. The reality is that outsourcing might create a better, more efficient, happier win-win for all parties involved and simply DIYing it, dragging both your kids and yourself through the proverbial mud might not be the best win-win for anyone. There's so many resources available to everybody now and many of them are very affordable. Um, I would encourage you, obviously, to look at the classes at True North Homeschool Academy. But there's so many other resources available, including tons of free resources at our fingertips. We don't have to do it all. And sometimes outsourcing or re-resourcing ourselves can make for a better win-win. Next, seek first to understand before you seek to be understood. Now, this can be difficult as all of us want to be heard, understood, and appreciated. Learning to listen well, to seek understanding, and to let the other person hear you hearing them and see you seeing them is crucial to healthy relationships. David and I talked about that a couple weeks ago in the Active Listening Podcast. So if you haven't heard that yet, please go back and take a listen. Next, synergize. Now, this is the beautiful rule of addition where one plus one doesn't equal two. It actually equals three or even more. Synergy has to do with Ecclesiastes 4.9, one of my favorite Bible verses that says, two are better than one for they have a good return for their labor. And when you can partner up with other people, you can actually accomplish more than you can do on your own. As a working homeschooler, we've outsourced certain subjects and opportunities for a long time. There's just no way that I could have been able to homeschool, work professionally, keep a house and my sanity without actually bringing in other resources or outsourcing certain things. And then the last habit is sharpen the saw. Sharpening the saw means preserving and enhancing the greatest asset that you have, which is you. It means having a balanced program for self-renewal in the four areas of your life. Physical, social, emotional, mental, and spiritual. Sharpening the saw keeps you fresh so you can continue to practice the other six habits. It's not selfish to take good care of yourself. It's just good stewardship. So Covey takes the top-down strategy to manage time. He creates a super clear big picture and then breaks it down into manageable chunks so that you can get where you need to go. Like I said, I love all things Stephen Covey. And if you're not familiar with him, start with the seven habits of highly effective people or better yet, grab the seven habits of highly effective teens and read it aloud with your kids. About 10 years ago, I was introduced to David Allen of Getting Things Done. Allen, not personally, but I read his book, which I loved. Allen takes a bottoms-up approach to management systems and starts with details and from there builds a big picture. I love his system for getting everything out of your head so you can get organized and put it together. Have you ever heard of a brain dump? It's where you sit down and write down everything you have to do, want to do, appointments, events, projects, dates, details. Get it all out of your head so that you can actually manage it. As David Allen says, your mind is for having ideas, not holding them. The Getting Things Done system focuses on capturing, clarifying, and organizing commitments and reviewing that information to bring about freedom. There are five steps for getting started with getting things done. Number one, capture. What has your attention? Again, your brain is for having ideas, not storing them. So you must capture what has your attention and store it somewhere besides in your mind. Get a piece of paper, get a notebook, get a day timer, write all the things down. What do you do? What do you have to get done? Next, clarify. And by clarify, I mean process what all the things that you've captured mean. The bigger the task, the more there is usually to process and the easier it is to procrastinate about it. So if we write it all down, if we capture it, and then we break it down into projects, tasks, and things that go on our schedule, we can actually understand what all that means and we can start going after it instead of putting it off. So we've captured things, we've clarified them, next we organize them. Once we've identified what something is, we put it in appropriate containers. And you should have three containers for all the things that you've captured. Number one, trash. Number two, will it take less than two minutes? If so, just deal with it. It's only 120 seconds. Get it done. Get it off your list. Or three, file it into an appropriate container. And there are four appropriate containers. If it's something actionable, put it on your task management system. There's many different task management systems available. Stephen Covey's is one. Um, You can get different day timers. There's tons of online management systems. Find one that works for you and utilize it. Number two, if it's not actionable, but if it's reference material you might need later, put it somewhere where you can easily recall it. Number three, if it's time sensitive, like a meeting or an appointment, put it on your calendar so that you don't forget it. And then number four, if it's not important, you may decide just to trash it, not worry about it anymore. You can actually get rid of it, throw it away. Okay, the fourth step in the Getting Things Done system is to reflect. Review and assess constantly. Assessments are crucial for getting things done. And in my experience in the homeschool world, assessments are intimidating and things we try to avoid at all costs. You even hear this in discussions with testing. You no, know, testing isn't important, etc., etc. And we could do a whole podcast on assessments, but people who really are experts in their field do assessments all the time. I've taught writing for years and years. And one thing that that has really become more apparent to me the more I've taught writing is that you cannot really become an excellent writer most of the time without having a very good feedback loop, without having an editor of some sort who will say, hey, this needs changed. I'm not sure about that. This is unclear to me. Wait, what did that mean? This story doesn't work there. Assessment is critical for growth. That is the fourth part of getting things done. Now the GTD people say that this is the number one mistake they see people make is that GTD doesn't work for people who won't do assessments and they encourage people to review frequently. By failing to review consistently, things just pile up and it gets harder to keep up with the system. A lot of us can get systems set up, but then we wanna just set it and forget it and we don't maintain the system, but we have to maintain the system if the system's going to work for us. So when it comes to keeping your productivity high, you need to be consistently reviewing and making adjustments. And then last of all, engage. Now, if you have your system set up correctly, and if you're on top of your tasks and know what you need to get done each day, it's easy to just pull up your list and execute your plan. And I find this is so true in my business. If I have things set out that I know what I need to do every day. I can just blow through the list. But if I don't have it written down and if I'm not clear about it, it is so easy to get distracted. David Allen claims anxiety is caused by a lack of control, organization, preparation and action. So if you're always running out of time, I would really encourage you to set aside time to learn a system, perhaps Covey's or Allen's and implement it. A lesson that I learned very well during our house rebuild from our fire 10 years ago is that preparation is always a significant part of any successful project. If you don't take time to prepare well, you get stuck, you need supplies, tools, other resources, and and then you're just frustrated. Managing time gives us the space to get prepared for what's coming and to have the necessary tools and resources at our fingertips. Scheduling also allows us to triage our tasks, and because of this, we can teach our kids how to prioritize well, what's most important, less important, and least important. Learning to manage our time and organizing all that we hope to accomplish will be time well spent. I'd love to hear what time management systems you use and any tips or tools you love to resource your family and yourself. Be sure to leave a comment. And as always, thank you for listening to the show. This is Lisa Nearing from True North Homeschool Academy, education that takes you in the right direction. Check out our live online and self-paced classes, advising, testing, and more. We offer options to maximize your time and homeschool resources well. And as always, please download, share this podcast. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.